The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and guess what? This is the last show of 2009. So before I introduce my guest, I want to thank all of you. We have such great listeners that have followed this show. It is because of you that we're getting the message out to everyone, justice for all, for people with disabilities. So listen, if you listen to this show Tell your friends, put it on an email, put it on some list, get everyone listening to it because, hey, we're going to make a difference in America. And, you know, when I thought about my last show of the year, I wanted to have someone really, really special. And I truly have to tell you, this woman is really special. Actually, she's a blessing to all of us. Many of you know Jenny Thornburg because she has been fighting the fight for Americans with disabilities from the beginning. She was there when the ADA was signed. She has followed us tirelessly. She has now fought the fight for us to worship, whether it be a church, a synagogue, or a mosque. And now here she is with one of the greatest organizations in America, AAPD, the wife of the former United States Attorney General, but I call her the First Lady of Pennsylvania. It is my honor to have as our guest today, Jenny Thornburg. Welcome to the show. Oh, Joyce, your words are kind, and I appreciate them so much. Um, Thank you. Jenny, we love you. I can tell you, you've had such an impact on my life and so many people, and we do. We do love you. Um, And so I wanted to ask you first, how are you enjoying your new career at AAPD as the Director of Interfaith Initiative? Well, AAPD, Joyce, as you know, is led by Andy Imperato, one of the most respected and dynamic leaders in the disability community. And... Being with Andy and working with Andy and has uh, just been wonderful. I have learned so much in this past year and a half. So it's just all good at AAPD. And as you know and your listeners know, that stands for the American Association of People with Disabilities. And our incredible e-newsletter um, is titled Justice for All. I was so pleased to hear you mention those words in the intro, justice for all. That, uh, of course, is um, on our website, www.aapd.com, American Association of People with Disabilities, all people, all disabilities, fighting for our rights, our dignity, and our blessings. Yes, and listen, for those of you listening to the show today, www.aapd.com. Listen, it's the end of the year. 
You still have time to make a charitable contribution. And here's an organization that is a cross-disability organization. As Jenny just mentioned, you all know I'm the national chair of the Epilepsy Foundation, which I am so proud of. This organization, AAPD, helps people with epilepsy, people who are blind, deaf, wheelchair, psychiatric disability. It doesn't matter what the disability, it is cross-disability. And with Andy Imperato, my friend and a person I admire so much, if you want to see AAPD make a difference, help them make a difference. I don't care if the contribution is $5, but go to aapd.com today. And, Jenny, I know prior to that you were with the National Organization on Disability because, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you're not new to this. You've been there as a tireless fighter for us for a long time, and I know how honored I was when I saw you receive the award from the Leadership Conference, the Hubert H. Humphrey Award, which I I was just, uh, I'll tell you, the one thing you said I'll never forget, you do this 24 by 7, and you do. So tell me, a person as dynamic as you are, what made you decide to join AAPD? Well, I had been at NOD, the National Organization on Disability, for 19 years, um, under Alan Reich, who was the founder and president of NOD. And sadly, um, he died recently, maybe three, I think four years ago, Joyce. And wow. um, funding became more challenging for NOD, and as it often does for nonprofits when their founder and leader is no longer able to direct and make the contacts that they've had before. And so I was really searching for a new home. And uh, Andy Imperato and the AAPD team, incredible team of board members and staff members, adopted me a year and a half ago. So the program had been called, and you and I had spoken of it in the past, the Religion and Disability Program. And the same concepts, the same mission now exist at AAPD in the name being the Interfaith Initiative. AAPD Interfaith Initiative. And and that is so wonderful. And you know, again, AAPD.com. Folks, I endorse this organization 100%. I am on the board, and I am on the board with great, wonderful people like Cheryl Sensenbrenner, like uh, Ted Kennedy, Jr. You know, I, there's so many of them that are so great. I could go on forever, but, of course, the chair is Tony Quello. But this is a great organization that you should take time to check into. And, by the way, if you're not a member, you should become a member. Go to aapd.com. Now, Jenny, for our listeners, would you talk for a moment about examples where you have seen barriers to access at churches, synagogues, or mosques uh, for people with disabilities? Well, when you think of um, life, the one place you should know that you would be honored and valued and welcomed would be the congregation of your choice, Um, that community of faith that lifts up people and honors them and helps them find a direction that is significant. And so the idea of there being barriers to uh, full participation or barriers to inclusion is really 
so sad, uh, so shocking in, in a congregation. Um, I think of barriers as three different kinds of barriers. Uh, first, architectural barriers, and those are almost simpler to identify because you can think right away, is, are there designated parking places? Does the, is there a ramp to the front door of the congregation? Is there um, an easy door opener there? Uh, is there an ADA-compliant restroom? Is there, are there no steps? Is the, is the bema, the chancel, the altar wheelchair accessible? Is the line of sight easy for those of us who use wheelchairs? Uh, is the whole architect, architecture designed in a universal way so that we enter and worship as typical people do? So the architectural barriers are generally the first that a congregation addresses. And sometimes uh, it involves money, and sometimes that money needs to be raised. But uh, what the congregation finds is it then becomes a beacon to others who have not been welcomed in other congregations. Once that access sign is up on the on the board, uh, once that access sign is on the newspaper advertising that congregation, it is a symbol. It says, "Yes, we welcome and honor all people." Second, type uh, which, of barriers. Which that are, is. Excuse me. Minute there, Jenny. But I I know we have a caller on the line. Caller, oh, sure. are you there? Yes. Go ahead, please. Uh, this is Janine Bertram Kemp, and I just want to thank you both for your huge contributions to the disability movement and the societal inclusion of people with disabilities. And, Jenny, I especially want to thank you because you took on an area that civil rights laws don't cover, and I think your work has been so important. Well, Janine, you've been a friend for, I'm going to say, 20 years and you have stood by a lot of us who were trying scary and new paths. And I count you with among my blessings. Thank you for calling. Thank you, and good luck. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, Joyce? 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 Do you know that in my office I have a shadow box that she donated to Dreadoff that I purchased years ago with Evan Kemp's last uh, Evan Kemp's words when the ADA was signed from Janine. Yes, hi. Joyce? Oh, Janine, are you still there? Uh, Jenny is I'm here, Jenny Thornburg. No, I think Jenny left. I mean, Janine left. Yeah, Jenny, what I was saying is, remember at the Dreadoff events, remember they would have a gala? I purchased this box from my office, a shadow box. I think I showed it to you. It has a picture of uh, the president uh, signing the ADA. Evan Kemp is there. And uh, the words of Evan Kemp that he had put together for the speech, and she donated that, and I purchased it, and it is now in my office. I, and I had a chance to see that on a recent uh, visit to Pittsburgh, Joyce. Your office it contains so many important historical moments in our struggle, and I, I, I remember that particularly. I, I, if, if I may, I want to continue about the barriers yes, to... Yes, please, go ahead. 
access architectural barriers generally are the first ones thought about, but just as important are communications barriers, barriers that prevent those of us who are hard of hearing, which, which is a disability I have, or those of us who are deaf, blind, uh, have, have poor vision. Um, and so those barriers are um, addressed by sign language interpreters, by large print um, bulletins, by large print hymnals and prayer books, uh, braille materials, all of those um, formats make a tremendous difference, not only for the person who has uh, a sensory disability, but it sends a message to all the people that every single one of us, Joyce, has gifts and talents to bring to our congregation, not just some of the people, but all of the people have gifts and talents, and it's up to us as a congregation to make sure that those gifts are used and that there are no barriers preventing the use of those gifts. So architectural barriers, communication barriers, and then the ones you and I have spoken about so often are barriers of attitude. Because if, if my son Peter, who is one of my four sons, my third son Peter has both intellectual and physical disabilities, and if people do not perceive him as able, as somebody who is contributing to the congregation, who has enormous ability to give, uh, that is a terrible waste of Peter, and it's not fair to Peter, because our, our, our greatest joy, as you and I have talked in the past, is serving others, and as Peter is not seen as somebody who can serve and give, it's attitudes of prejudice and and poor, unexamined thinking are left in a congregation, it, uh, we all suffer. So um, I think if, if listeners think of their own congregation or congregations they're thinking of joining or visiting, uh, checking on the barriers of attitude is very, very important. And they'll know that right from the beginning. The way, if you're a chair user and the way you're greeted right from the start, uh, a chair user knows right away whether that is a, a place of um, honest joy and welcome and, and no patronizing spirit. We, we can tell, our community can tell when we're really welcomed, and that's what we're seeking is to um, help congregations identify and remove these barriers. And it's going to take some time, but I can say after 21 years in this work, we have made progress. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. And I think we have another caller on the line. Jill, are you on the line? I am on the line. Hello, Joyce. How are you? Hey, Jill. How are you? Nice to talk to you. And it is yes, an it honor is. for me to speak with Ms. Thornburg today. Um, I wanted to thank Ms. Thornburg. I was a recipient of the Ginny Thornburg Scholarship at Clarion University in 1997. So I wanted to personally thank her for that opportunity and for all that she does for the people with disabilities in community. Oh, what a joy to hear your voice. I, of course, know your name, and I'm so pleased when you received that award. That was, that was 13 years ago. Please tell me it what was. you're doing now. Well, I was a special education teacher for several years, and now I, I went on to got my master's. I got my principal certificate. And now I'm doing a lot with online learning for an intermediate unit in Pennsylvania. And uh, that scholarship really provided a lot of opportunities for me to continue my education 
and I know many other students at Clarion as well. So it, it's really a, an honor for me to personally thank you for that and all the work that you do. Oh, great. Well, we have that scholarship at Clarion and also at Bloomsburg. And so it's oh, very good. I didn't realize that. The, uh, uh, the schools are so thoughtful, and each year send me the name of the awardee, and so I have a chance to write a brief note um, and personal congratulations. So, well, uh, great to hear from you, and, and so many blessings in the new year coming up. Hey, hold on there, Jill. Same to you. Thank you. Jill, are you still there? Yes. I'm still here, Joyce. Okay. One other thing, Jenny. Well, thank you very much. Wait, Jill. Hold on. Jenny, Jill okay. is also related to me. <laughs> That's she is right. A My favorite person. cousin, Joyce. She, just, she is a wonderful person. She just recently, how many years ago, uh, Jill, was that that you adopted Joey? He will be three years old, so it will be about three years. Three years from Guatemala. And he is such a delight to the entire family. And this Jill, uh, let me tell you, Jenny, she is out there as like a little civil rights leader for people with disabilities, and I'm very proud of her. And so she wanted to thank you herself. And Jill, love you. Thank you for calling in. Love you, too. Thanks, Joyce. And thank you, Ms. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's so great, Jenny, when you have people like this in your family. But right now, we're going to go to break for a minute, and then we'll be right back. Hey, if you just joined us right now, this is such a powerful show today because we are talking to the one and only great Jenny Thornburg from AAPD's Interfaith Initiative. She is fighting the fight for freedom for all of us, as she says at AAPD, with the newsletter, Justice for All Includes When You Worship. We'll be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you can't put down a good mystery novel, you'll want to check out Mystery Matters with Fran Stewart. Each week, you'll hear from the top mystery writers of our time. From suspense thrillers to forensics, you'll explore all of the categories that make a great mystery work. Not only will we discuss the secrets of the story, but we'll go behind the novel to sort out all of the pieces of the puzzle. Broadcast live each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Mystery Matters, where murder is an open Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. 
Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. What a show. We're ending the year with a powerhouse with Jenny Thornburg from AAPD, the director of the Interfaith Initiative, my friend and your friend, who is fighting for all of us to have access to worship. And, Jenny, um, I did want to ask you about that. People who are listening to the show right now or who have family members who are blind or deaf or living with epilepsy or any disability or in a wheelchair, do you have any information they could obtain that they could get if they're trying to move toward work, you know, changing this at their place of uh, worship? Well, the, the key beginning point is to decide if, if uh, a person has a disability or a family member that this is an important, essential part of their life. And just as employment and education and, and cultural opportunities are essential, so is worship. And that means on occasion you need to go right to the top. You need to go right to the ordained religious leader and say, here is my son, I am very proud of my son, or here is my husband, or here I am, and in order to participate fully, this is what I will need. And here, incidentally, are ways I can assist in this congregation. Uh, going right to uh, the ordained or lay religi- religious leadership is a very important step. Now, sometimes that won't be enough. Sometimes we need to gather colleagues and friends who will advocate with us. We advocate for them, and they advocate for us. But congregations um, don't always know what to do when they meet us. Sometimes they're embarrassed. Sometimes they're ill-informed. Sometimes they are ignorant. And um, it's up to us in a gentle, loving, but firm way to say, I have as much right to be here, my son, my husband, my aunt or uncle, my neighbor has as much right to be here and to be valued as anybody else. So um, the first thing is to stiffen our spines and and be good advocates for ourselves and our family member. Now, there are wonderful pieces of information available through denominations and faith groups. And if listeners are interested, frankly, either calling me or uh, getting me through my um, email is a way I can best uh, lead them to Reform Judaism or Islam or Roman Catholicism, wherever it is that they need information. Where are those resources that are going to make a big difference? Uh, I remind you, our, our NOD, excuse me, my old home, my a, our AAPD phone number is 202 in Washington, D.C., 521 Four three one one. I'm going to say that again more slowly, uh, so someone can take out a pen or pencil. Two zero two five two one four three one one, and that's a direct line to my desk when we can talk about how you can become more active, more 
welcomed um, and more useful in the congregation of your choice. Uh, people prefer email gthornburg at aapd.com comes right to me. Uh, G stands for Ginny, the first letter G. And then Thornburg is spelled T-H-O-R-N-B-U-R-G-H. has an H at the end, gthornburg at aapd.com, and I'll answer as quickly as I possibly can. Um, In that way, I can not only uh, alert you to resources and information that I know of, but also we can discuss what's going on and... um, have I had any insights? Uh, if I have had over the past 21 years, um, I'll certainly share them. And, you know, I just want to tell you, Jenny, Jenny really did help me out because I was very frustrated. I wanted sign language interpreters uh, at our church, and we now do have them. Um, and she gave me very good guidance on how, you know, sometimes you have to take steps to make things happen. But, you know, when Jenny was talking about this access for all, remember, there could be people in your church that do have a hearing disability or that have some other disability where they just aren't telling you, just as often happens with employees that are at work that do not tell people they have a disability, or maybe they have a family member or a friend. So that's well, why you want to reach out. In my um, years of, of caring about our community, most disability is not apparent. Most disability is not apparent. And the question is, is that congregation such a place of love and affirmation and encouragement so that you will reveal You know, here's a way. I have, for example, pretend you, the person has chronic back pain, and what they really need is a cushion, two cushions, in order to sit in the pew. Well, that's a very simple accommodation for that person. But we need to exhibit such profound love to one another that a person will say, I can't come unless I bring or you give me, lend me these pillows. Yes, because there is a difference, folks, between tolerance and welcome and love. And isn't that what it's all about, regardless of where you worship? Love, isn't that the whole message? You and should include everyone. Community, love in community means that I reach out to you even if I don't know you well. I see in you, you are my brother, you are my sister, in faith, and I care deeply, and I am expected to be an advocate for you. I I think if we begin to understand what friendship means, true friendship is not just a patronizing pat on the head or a quick, hey, how are you? It means that I'm willing to journey with you, and I'm willing to um, put out and, and, and do something difficult for you. Um, and that's what happens more easily in a faith community than any other place. And I agree with you so much. I do. I agree so much. So I have to ask you a question, Jenny. What is it like for you to have the new chair, uh, as your new chair of AAPD, Tony Quello, author of the Americans with Disabilities Act? Well, Tony is a remarkable, 
remarkable man and 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 very very respected leader. Uh, the blessing to me specifically having him as the chair is he particularly is concerned about congregations welcoming people with a whole range of disabilities, physical, sensory, psychiatric, and, of course, intellectual disability, because he himself um, was not permitted to be a religious leader, an ordained religious leader, because of his own epilepsy. And that story of his pain in being rejected by his faith group as a leader, and here is just one of the most important disability leaders we have, not only in America but uh, internationally. Um, and and uh, that pain, that story that he tells, um, motivates him. I know in all of the work he does for AAPD and the Epilepsy Foundation. So to have such a great advocate as the chair who cares about the interfaith initiative. Um, has meant a lot to me. He's also a good friend. He's the kind of person you can confide in. And he is a very business-like man. You don't, Tony doesn't waste a lot of time, Joyce. Um, there's business to be done. We have concerns in, in the disability movement. Uh, and we, what are they and how are we going to solve them? Um, I really like that business-like attitude he has. Yes, he is the best of the best. He is. He has certainly changed my life. And wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh -huh. The producer's telling me we have a caller on the line. We have a caller on the line? Hi, Joyce. How do you feel hearing about Willow. yourself there? I am calling you from a place where I can't get it too quiet, so I hope you can hear me. I hear but you, Tony. Okay, I just wanted to call to make sure you know, Jenny, how much all of us in our community respect and love you for what you've done for us over the years. You and Dick have been really not only true believers, but great advocates, caring and wonderful, and you've made a huge difference in regards to what the community has been able to succeed with over the last few years. So. I just want to let you know and let all of Joyce's listeners know uh, just the tremendous role that you play and what you're doing now uh, in regards to uh, the religious community. This is your love and trying to get the religious community to be uh, understanding and supportive of our movement is a great, great thing that you're doing. Uh, we love you for it and the success that you've had. So. I just wanted to call and and let you know of my tremendous love and respect for you. What? I'm overwhelmed. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Uh, thank you for your caring words, but thank you also for your strength and your focus and you holding us all, all of us, 54 million of us and our those who support us, holding us to a high standard of advocacy and commitment and hard work. Um, you're right. We are particularly working now to bring the prophetic voice of the religious community to bear on important pieces of disability legislation. Um, the faith community hasn't been involved in, as it should in things like the Community Choice Act and health care reform and 
and important educational reforms that are will be coming up in uh, the next Congress. And um, through the Interfaith Disability Advocacy Coalition, which Andy Imperato has helped me form, uh, we have now 22 national religious organizations from the Catholic, Jewish, Islamic, and Hindu traditions have come together and are willing to say this secular legislation, this important disability policy work, uh, we're willing to lend our names uh, to make a difference here. And, and I, I assure you, Tony, we've just begun on this effort, and I hope to, uh, to have some good results to show you in the year 2010. Well, that's great, Jenny. I think that one of the things I think all of us as uh, people who are religious, as you are and as I am and Joyce is, uh, all of us that are religious would like to see uh, all of our beliefs, uh, the, the groups that we believe in, the churches that we believe in, uh, that have them join up in our movement uh, more aggressively, more supportively uh, than they have. I know that they do in in words. I know that they uh, do in spirit, but I really wish they would uh, also do it in action. That means uh, hiring people with disabilities. That means making their synagogues, their churches, their uh, every type of facility that that they that face their practice in, making them accessible to those of us with disabilities. That is not the case today, and you're doing a tremendous job helping to educate and bring people to that point of view. So we love you for it. Interestingly, two concepts, as I learn more and more about uh, the varieties of faiths, two concepts are common. One is the concept of hospitality. Uh, it is a key ingredient in all faiths. But the second is justice. And that's really what we're talking about, justice for all, justice for children and adults with all kinds of disabilities so that they can serve at the very highest level and that they are valued and welcomed. And uh, I uh, thank you for your leadership, Tony, uh, for a long, long time. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank hey you, Tony. Joyce, for Tony, bringing people I want like to just Jenny. tell you, Tony, that you are one of the best things that ever happened to my life. We all love you. I I respect and admire you. And boy, how about next year, Tony? Well, we'll be celebrating 20th anniversary of the ADA. Get ready. Well, it's exciting because not only is it the law of the land and, and the United States of America is now the law of the land and 52 different countries throughout the world. So we've been able to export something that's good for mankind. So it's exciting that uh, we're playing that role, and it's exciting that people like you and Jenny are helping us do that. So it's something very, very good that we in the United States have provided the leadership on. Hey, Tony, I wish you a very happy, healthy, and prosperous New Year. And may we all, all of us, have the best New Year yet. So I think that yes. should be our goal, and I'm yes. excited about it. All right, Tony, thank you for calling. We love you. I'll tell you what, Jenny, is he awesome or what? He is so wonderful. 
So did that. Is that amazing? Here we are, Jenny Thornburg. We're talking about Tony, and he's calling in. <laughs> that's that's my boss's boss. I mean, that is <laughs> he is so fine and so hardworking, and a great manager. And um, I'm I'm learning a lot under Tony Quello and Andy Imperato. Well, I'll tell you what, Jenny. He really did change my life. Because I met Tony way back in 1998, and when I met him, I said to him, well, you know, I have a seizure disorder. And he said, you mean you have epilepsy, don't you? (laughs) And from that day forward, I have epilepsy. But, I mean, he has just, just as you said, he's a focused, no-nonsense, get it done. You know, you have a tremendous business skill you have a tremendous politician and a great advocate, all rolled up in one. Who, who cares about matters of faith? Yes, who cares about matters of faith. And, you know, you heard what Jenny said. He was rejected by his own church because of his epilepsy, and yet he maintained his faith and is still a man of faith. Um, and I think that is, I, I just think that is so absolutely awesome. And, hey, if you just tuned in, what a show we have with us, Jenny Thornburg from AAPD, Director of the Interfaith Initiative, although here in Pennsylvania we call her the First Lady of Pennsylvania because let's also remember that her husband was the governor of Pennsylvania and United States Attorney General when the ADA was signed, which is amazing that it is 20 years. So before we talk about that, hey, Jenny, if any of our listeners want to contribute funds to your work, how do they do that? Well, our website is, I think, a particularly wonderful website. Um, And just to remind you, uh, Joyce, you've you've given this address before, but again, uh, www, of course, and aapd.com. American Association of People with Disabilities.com, AAPD.com. And when you're on that site, be sure and check out Justice for All, which is the e-newsletter that comes out about twice a week. Exceptional e-newsletter with all the hot news in our community. Um, Sarah Peterson from AAPD staff runs it, and it is, it is just excellent. And uh, it's the kind of thing you can read in five minutes or three minutes, or you can read in half an hour. I mean, there's so much on it. It's well organized. And incidentally, you can sign up for that for no money at all. That's a, that's a free gift from AAPD to you. Um, if you did want to make a donation to the Interfaith Initiative or to AAPD generally, it's right on the home page. It's so easy to donate. You'll find it. Um, I'm not looking at my computer right now, but it's on the right side, and you'll see Donate Now. Um, And, of course, that website, again, is www.aapd.com. That's aapd.com. Hey, you have some money, you have some extra money that you were going to waste on something frivolous, send it to AAPD. Now, right now, we're going to go to break before we come back to end the show with Jenny Thornburg. This is Joyce Bender with the last show of 2009. 
Disability Matters with Joyce Bender at voiceamerica.com. And I want to say one thing before I go to break. With some outstanding producers who have been with me for years now, but that are just fantastic, absolutely fantastic, to work for Voice America. And we will be right back after break. Don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We've been talking to Jenny Thornburg the Director of Interfaith Initiative at AAPD, and really has spent her life fighting for Americans with disabilities. And you know why this is so important to me? As you all know, I have epilepsy, but in 1985, I had a near-fatal accident. My epilepsy was misdiagnosed. I did not know I had epilepsy when I had a seizure at a movie theater and hit the floor so hard I fractured my skull, had an intracranial brain hemorrhage, broke all the bones in my right ear, and ended up having life-saving brain surgery. And, folks, that's what got me on this road. But no doubt in my mind that God has a plan. No doubt in my mind. And he was with me and still is, so that is why this is all so important to me that Jenny's out there fighting the fight for freedom to worship for all people, no matter what your religion is, no matter where you go, whether it be a church or a synagogue or a mosque, everyone should be able to go in the front door. And that's what Jenny is trying to change. Um, And, Jenny, we do have a question for you from Twitter. And the question is, Uh, Ms. Thornburg, I think it is wonderful what you are doing. I commend you for your work. I know that you used to have conferences across the United States. Do you still do that? Uh, thank you. That's a great question. We, we refer to the conferences as that all may worship conferences. And it's the bringing together of the disability community and the religious community. These are two important major <coughs> And they often have little to do with one another. They, they're not antagonistic, but they just have very little dialogue. And these conferences have, oh, I would say we've had in the past 21 years about 
300 of them. So if that um, uh, person who Twittered you or tweeted you wants to send me an email, I'll let them know if there's a conference in their community. My email address is gthornberg at aapd.com. gthornberg, T-H-O-R-N-B-U-R-G-H.com. And if there isn't one in their community, one of my responsibilities is to help them give a conference, help them organize and plan a conference that is um, useful and and will have a deep and long meaning for that community. And, Jenny, something I wanted to talk about for a moment is that I know that you and Dick must be so excited about next year. As we just mentioned when Tony Coelho called in, next year is the 20th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And, of course, I think of so many people, when you say justice for all, I think also, of course, Justin Dart. But I wondered if you could just talk for a moment about the prayer, because I think you had a lot to do with that prayer, as I recall. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think I, yeah, I think I did. Uh, as, as you mentioned, Dick was Attorney General at that time, serving President George H.W. Bush. And um, Dick and I have this most wonderful son, Peter, who uh, has is tur- Joyce. He's turning fifty in February. Wow! And so, oh Peter, my goodness, Peter has been the person who has led us into this important work in the disability community and and helped us meet people and understand respect and dignity and giftedness in ways that we never would have understood before. So that when President Bush asked Dick to be the point person uh, for the Americans with Disabilities Act as it was coming through the Congress, thanks to Tony Quello and others. Um, that was a great honor for Dick, that he could his son, but be serving uh, the nation in this way. So the signing of this bill, after Dick had worked hard um, helping all understand what what was what was the best that best way the bill could be written and understood for all um, all in the legislature um, that day, July twenty sixth, nineteen ninety, when the bill was signed on the lawn of the White House. As this, as the preparations were going forward for this bill signing, I said to Dick, oh, "Dick, can't what, can't we have a prayer?" I mean, this is such an amazing piece of legislation. The roots of it, through thanks to our friend Justin Dart, the roots are from every single community, every tiny town and village and um, borough of, ever, of of this great nation. This is a this is a prayer lifting up. We need something to make this a different kind of bill signing. So he checked with people in the White House, and the answer was, oh. We can't really have a prayer at a bill signing. But then they did a little more checking, and they decided it would be okay to have a blessing. So, and I, I don't think, I don't know of another blessing at a bill signing. It may, now, maybe there was one in the 18th century or the 19th century, but um, this is quite unusual. So the word came back, yes, there could be a blessing, and did I have a suggestion for someone well, my mentor in this work is a great, great American named 
the Reverend Harold Wilkie, W-I-L-K-E, who is a United Church of Christ pastor um, who is no longer here. He's in heaven now. Uh, but he, he was born without arms, and he was a brilliant theologian and served in the military, was a chaplain, uh, rehab chaplain, and just uh, and a teacher, a theologian, just a great man. And he'd always worked interfaith, although he happened to be Christian himself. He was very comfortable and uplifting in his interfaith language. So he was the logical person. The White House agreed, and Harold sent me a draft of this blessing. Well, it was five minutes in length, the blessing. And the White House got back and said the blessing could be 54 seconds long. Because, as you know from attending White House events, they're heavily scripted. Things are done exactly, precisely on time and in a certain way. So Harold, bless him, had to cut out a great deal of his blessing. But it turned out to be so fine. And it turned out to be not only was the bill signing so important and empowering to our community, but to have it lifted a little bit higher because it had a blessing, um, I think, made a big difference. Incidentally, if any of your readers would like a copy, your listeners would like a copy of that blessing, uh, just send me um, an email at gthornburg at aapd.com. And I'll send it to them. So, oh, that would be that would be awesome. And Jenny, I know we only have about five minutes left, but I think we have a caller on the line. Before you leave our last message, do we have a caller? Hello. Yes. Hello. Go ahead, Joyce. Joyce. Yes. Yes. Hi, it's Joan Stein. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful, and you know, I'm so glad I was able to to get in because. Just listening to Ginny's story just now about the blessing on the White House lawn, Ginny and I, we all obviously have been, have been colleagues and comrades and friends for so many years, but each time I hear, some, I hear Ginny tell a story, I find that there's one other way that we are connected. And the, the, I'm smiling right now, Ginny, as you can imagine, because you, hearing, me, hearing you tell that story about Reverend Wilkie, I have a photo. My late father was um, a commander in the Jewish war for the Jewish war veterans. He served in World War II in the Solomon Islands in the in the uh, Seabees, and he was a commander for the um, Pennsylvania um, Jewish war veterans. And back in the late 40s, Reverend Wilkie came to Pittsburgh for the conference, and I have a picture of my late father with Reverend Wilkie. So when you say that he spoke in all in all dialects, all languages, and all denominations, you're absolutely, absolutely right because that's a very, that's a that's a very cherished picture that I have with Joan, my dad. And, and you are one of the amazing leaders of our community, and every time I refer someone to you to help them with their architecture and their universal design. They come back a happy client. So um, thank you for your work, and thank you for that message about well, and, Wilkie. Yes, and, and the other thing, and, and it was when you and Dick were in Pittsburgh recently for the Thornburg lecture um, at the Pitt Law School when we heard Senator Harkin was that I was – you and Dick were wonderful because you never, you never accept compliments. 
and I was introducing one of my colleagues to Dick, and I said, this man was responsible for making history because when the, when the ADA was signed on July 26, 1990, Dick went to work. He'd already been at work, and he made the regulations enforceable by the Department of Justice in a record time of 18 months, which had <laughs> never been true. done before. That, that's true. never <laughs> never been done before. When the Rehabilitation Act was signed in 1973, it took them five years mm-hmm. to put the regulations together because uh, a civil rights law is a civil rights law, but without regulations that say to people, this is what you must do, it's really not enforceable. And your husband single-handedly leading the Justice Department made the, 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 the bricks and sticks of the ADA enforceable and gave us a tool to use from January 26, 1992, moving forward. Well, I'll, hey, I'll listen, send those Joan. kind words on to Dick. Uh, yes. uh, thank you for remembering that. And, Joan, we have to go because we're going to be closing the show, but I just want to say Joan Stein, CEO of ADA, Inc., is one of the most wonderful people in the world, period. And if you need someone to help you with your design or access, that's where you should go. Joan, have a happy new year. Thank you both. Love you guys. Love you. Keep Love you fight. too. Keep so, Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, you have so yes. many people calling in here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I have to ask you, um, do you have one thing that stands out in your life that you are the proudest of? Oh, oh, Joan, uh, Definitely, my sons, my four sons. Yes, four I knew you'd say that, Jenny. Fine, 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 contributing men. That's yes. What I'm most proud of. Four. Yes, sons. I knew you. I, you know what? I am not surprised you say that. I'm not. And Jenny, how about this? Do you have a message to leave with our listeners today? Well, actually, um, to summarize a bit of our phone call. Um, of, of this, this edition, the last edition of your program, Joyce, thinking about barriers, barriers to full participation, barriers to full inclusion. Um, what are the barriers um, in your congregation that are preventing all people with and without disability from full participation? And so I, I leave you with this thought, um, that there are no barriers to God's love. There must be oh. no barriers in God's house. There, How true that there is. There are no barriers to God's love. We know this from the study of our scripture. And there must no be. barriers to God's love. As Jenny and I have said often, remember, it is who that looks on the outward appearance? Man. Who looks on the heart? God. And with that, we've got to close the show. But Jenny Thornburg, thank you so much for being the great person that you are. Joyce Bender, love and great gratitude to you and, of course, to your listeners. And the feeling is mutual. You have been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day at voiceamerica.com. Hey! Lead on, folks. Lead on, no matter what, because we're getting ready for 2010. See you next year. Bye-bye.
Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 